0: to the Success is Subjective podcast series brought to you by CollegeAlternative.org, presented by Lilly Consulting. I'm your host, Joanna Lilly. In today's episode, I had the pleasure of interviewing Paul Taylor. Paul brings to Livestrong House 28 years of experience and knowledge in the residential treatment industry. His roles have included special education teacher, group facilitator, and director of academics, residential, and marketing. He has served as an executive director for the last 10 years. Paul earned his BS in psychology and sociology and a master's of science and special education from the University of Utah, where he also earned distinction as a comprehensive behavior specialist. He has specialty training in behavior management, behavior consulting, assessments and testing, and vocational training. Paul holds a special education teaching certificate from Utah State University. He has six children and a wife he loves doing everything with. He enjoys the outdoors, running and biking, but his favorite thing of all is playing with his kids and dancing with his wife, Sarah. Let's not wait any longer. Here's Paul. Paul, I'm super excited to have you on the podcast, not just because I like you uh, and you're interesting and I'm excited to hear your story, but also you are uh, allowing me to like brush off the dust of being an interviewer because I have not interviewed anybody for the last four months and i'm kicking it off with you so thanks for being on
1: i'm honored and i'm glad that you find me interesting that that uh, my kids think the same thing about me dad you're kind of interesting so i think i'm funny but <laughs> they don't so anyway i'm thrilled to connect with you like this, this is awesome thank you
0: J- jury's out whether or not you're funny we'll see if that comes through <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, okay. Let's just jump in. Why don't you actually tell, tell the listeners, where did you grow up? Right. So, cause I don't really know the full story of like, where, where was Paul Taylor raised? Um, but also what was the messaging that you were hearing from your family as well as kind of the larger community in which you were raised about post-secondary, like what you're supposed to do or post-secondary education?
1: Yeah. Um, So I grew up in in Utah, right in the Salt Lake uh, South Salt Lake area. And, you know, it's a funny question because I never really thought about it. Um, It was just something that you do. Everyone in my neighborhood, everyone in my school, you go to college. And everyone ahead of me, everyone after me, um, you just go. And I grew up in a pretty, I mean, we struggled. Uh, I had seven siblings. And so I knew I was going to be paying for college. Um, so I ha- I started working just because I knew I had to do that. And I remember the first day of college after we had our summer break, it was like this just glorified first day of school. Everyone from the local high schools were all there. Um, in fact, I don't know of hardly anyone that was my age, one of my friends that didn't go to college. It was just expected. Everyone had their own course of how they got there and how they were going to pay for it. But it was just kind of expected. My parents never once said, you're going to school. Uh, My dad went, my mom didn't, it was just what you did. And I was one of the oldest siblings. So I didn't have, you know, everyone else ahead of me went, it was just something you had to do. Um, So, um, and I'm grateful for that. And yet here I am with working now with young uh, adolescents and young adults That's like, it's not even expected. Sometimes it's like, it's not even an, an option or it's not even a thought, whatever, you know, there, there's a lot that's going through their heads, but it's cl- clearly different today than it was back then.
0: Yeah, no, totally. And I do want to dig into uh, really be able to spotlight the work that you're doing, not just like what you're doing, but like where and like, what's the name of it, right? And how can people get connected to you? So we're gonna we're gonna talk about that in a second. But I do want to ask, just about that transition to college for you, right? Like it was expected, like you just said, we didn't even have a conversation. What was college like for you? How was that transition? What was the you know, collegiate experience like?
1: Yeah, and, and one thing I wanna share too is like, I, I was one of those young men that had the walk of shame down the hallway in elementary and junior high where I went to special ed classes. And at first I thought it was the coolest thing ever cause I got tokens and I could buy plants for my mom. And it was this coolest thing. And then I finally figured out, oh, you're you're one of those kids that is not as smart as everyone else in your class. And it was hard. And so growing up back to that first question, it's like I there was a bit of fear that I wouldn't would struggle in college. And it was a bit bit scary. But again, I didn't have any time to even be worried about that. You just went Um, and I loved it. I absolutely loved it. And I found that. You know, learning in high school was one thing, and and I remember there being struggles, but in college, it just, I felt like I was, I was well, one, I was paying for it, so I definitely respected the time and everything was required because I was not going to waste that money, but I, I loved learning. In fact, I don't think I did in elementary or, you know, even in high school, but definitely in college and i had I had fun too it, it wasn't like it was just this labor intensive studying every night, which I had to work harder than most people, like people were like doing playing and having a good time i I had to study, but I still loved it it was it was every single year it was very enjoyable um and even good connections with with professors that that to this day i you know i i still have one that i'm I'm still connected with, so I absolutely loved it
0: so I, I, that's great to hear. Honestly, I feel like the majority of conversations that take place on this podcast really speak to, you know, maybe there were some ups in the experience if they went to college at all, but there's like more of a resounding message of like, oh man, there were moments where it was not glorious. So it's pretty rare that I actually get the opportunity to hear somebody who's just like really glowing about their post-secondary experience. I'm just curious. This is kind of off script. You know, what did you actually, what was your degree in?
1: So uh, I actually got a degree in psychology and sociology. So in four and a half years, I got two degrees. I just, again, it come back to, I wasn't going to waste my money and I wasn't going to make, waste my time. And I wasn't going to take bowling or other classes just to get those extra little credits. And that's what was my, and, and a certificate in criminology. So uh, I, I got down to business and, and really enjoyed it. I felt productive and I really loved learning. And the thing that really helped too, just as a side note, is that I also jumped into that field of psychology and sociology, like right out of the gate. And so everything I was learning, I could apply every day. So it was just fascinating. And, and I remember even teachers asking me like, about my experience in these, these places that I was working. And so I think that helped is just being able to apply everything I was learning.
0: Well, I'm glad you actually just like talked about that because that was going to be my next question, right? Like once you graduated, what, like, what was the experience like for you after you got your degree and you're saying like, yeah, I'm I'm applying all the stuff that I've just learned or I'm in the process of learning. So what the heck did you do? Because I also, I love all three of those, like, I mean, technically aren't those all liberal arts kind of paths. So we, and, and I, here's another like little plug. We've shifted, right, as a society, and we're so focused on STEM, math, science, you know, like any of those ty- engineering type of programs, but not everybody is, is inclined to like or learn like that, and so I, I'm also a fan of the liberal arts, and so I'm just kind of, obviously, there's my little tangent, but back to the question. What did you actually do when you got your degree? What did you do?
1: yeah and interesting that you say that too because i knew that um with those two degrees i i wasn't you know I, it's not like i can just go be a therapist because i got a, a degree in psychology and, and that made me a little bit nervous because higher education or grad school definitely was was a daunting and scary thing but again because i was i was already in it um and I, I think it made learning a lot easier for me here's an interesting twist i went down and i immediately went and said hey i want a job as a counselor in in the uh, juvenile correction system, and I went down there, like, oh we don't really have a, a job like that, and and I even did some volunteer work and internships, whatever. I would do it for free just to get that experience. Um, but when I went down there, they're like, hey, we don't have a job, but would you like being a teacher, and we'll pay you to be a teacher while you teach down here? And I'm like, okay. And then so they paid me as a school teacher, but I went and got my teaching certificate. That was the first thing I did. But in my heart, like I wanted to do something in, in you know, human behavior and, and, and the mental health uh, industry or whatever. I, I didn't even want to call it industry, but field. so. But I got my teacher today and I fell in love with it. I love to teach. But with that and then my degree in psychology, I, I, I decided, you know, I got to go to grad school. I know it will help me. And so I applied to go to grad school and here's an interesting thing. And I I don't mind sharing this because this is a part about my part of my journey is I had to apply or I took the GRE five times and I, I mean, I got the lowest ACT score you can get to even get into college, but I got in. Right. And once I got in, it was fine and I got good grades, but the grad school thing that scared me because like, I'm never going to get in. And I remember not, I was married at the time and, I remember not even telling my wife that I had applied again. Cause I was so, I don't guess embarrassed. Like I failed the test again and I don't know how to get in. And I remember sitting in the back of my house, like literally under this bush, taking the letter out to see if after this was the sixth time and I got in and it was absolutely, you know, awesome. And that talk about fun. Grad school was like my favorite of all of it, because then you're focusing in on the very thing that you want to do. But to really answer your question, yeah, I, I worked in uh, uh, juvenile corrections for a while. And then I jumped right into this field of, of working with adolescents and ran an inaugural school um, in Arizona for 13 years and then a couple other programs and then where I'm at today. So I've been in this field for 28 years and love it.
0: Well, and you also kind of slid in there the piece about being young and married, right? as you're like you know early in your career and 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 doing grad school, you have kids, right? This is like more of a statement, not just a question. I don't I don't know, actually that was meant to be a question, but it really came across as a statement. I think that that's uh we'll actually circle back to that towards the end of this conversation because I think that there's some advice that you can be honestly sharing with some parents that listen to this podcast from a parent perspective of raising young adults in this day and age and like what like how you can support different paths so you've done a lot and you look way younger than having worked in some sort of field for 28 years
1: well, you're really kind. I appreciate that. But yeah, we, we've got a couple kids. We've got six and we have some that are already off and in college and the other three that are still figured out. But yeah, it, it's it's been fun. But I have I love just back to your kind of your questions about uh, secondary education is I've, I loved it and uh, I overcame some hurdles. Just like I said, just getting into grad school was not easy, but it was worth it. And um, and, and I'm applying everything I learned um, every single day.
0: I think that that's a it's such a thank you for sharing that first and foremost. I feel like that's, you know, a vulnerability that to your point, like if you're embarrassed and you don't want to share that information with your wife in the moment, like it's hard to also be comfortable and share that on the air, right, to a bunch of people like you don't know who's going to be listening to this and for whatever reason, judging you for that. But the reality is more people need to hear that type of adversity that we've overcome,
1: well, and I'm jumping ahead and I, something that you said and I think it happens even here and a lot of the, the the programs that are out there is that so many people today feel like that because of learning difficulties whatever it might be that they'll never make it in college. And so as hard as it is to just be honest that like hey yeah, I failed the the test five times. You can get there. You just have to you just have to try. And so uh, giving them hope and 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 showing them the path of how to do that. It, it's just awesome. So I don't mind sharing. And I think it's important for them to know because I think there's more people that struggle than you know, right? And um, funny that even after I've shared that, with a couple of friends are like, yeah, I had to take it like three times too. So yeah, but you can do it.
0: Yep. Okay, so we we kind of pause to, why don't you actually tell us, what are you doing, right? Like, But I also want to hear... What's your role? What's the organization? You know, who do you support? And then obviously we want to know how to connect with you.
1: Yeah. So after running a few programs across the country, uh, I decided with two other partners to start our own um, school. And it's a a really unique model that uh, we've applied a lot of the good things um, that I've learned from being in the trenches and, and being a frontline staff, all that good stuff. And it's a program for young adolescent uh, boys. We have an adolescent program and a young adult program. And it's just really transitional, getting them plugged in and giving them exposure and helping them overcome some of those, like, mental and emotional blocks that, that they have so that they, you know, can still be successful. And, and, and it's working. It's really cool.
0: Well, and I see that you're wearing uh, a winter hat that has the, the logo or the emblem. So lean in so we can actually see it.
1: You like that? Yeah. So, fancy. I'm wearing that because the AC is on high and I'm freezing, but yeah, <laughs> it's a uh, Strong house is our school and we've got some pretty cool swag. Um, but uh, we're pretty proud of We've, we've been open now five years and yeah, um, got a great track record. And so it's been fun.
0: Well, and we'll make sure that we have uh, the website link in the show notes and the way in which people can connect with you. So if they want to reach out, whether you give them email address or phone number or whatever is most appropriate, again, that will be in the show notes. So let me ask you this, then, if you could give any one piece of advice to a young person. Maybe it's like somebody who's kind of similar in terms of the um, the struggle, right in like having to work for their academic success like you had when you were in your childhood or just like g- generally speaking, what piece of advice would you give to a young person right now?
1: Yeah, and I don't I don't really need to think much long about that. I, it really is don't let you know fear guide your your life or the decisions you make you really, I mean, lean into them. Just don't let fear get in the way of the things that you want to do, for sure. And, you know, you're definitely more capable than you think you are. And so really quit thinking so much. Um, You can do it. And you may have to be honest and tell people that, yeah, I don't, I don't understand. I don't memorize things as well as it looks like everyone else does. But like, embrace that and own it and learn a few strategies that, that you can uh, apply and you'll be fine. So that was a lot, but really just quit thinking so much and don't let fear guide, you know, the, the steps you're taking, just you can do it, you are capable. And, and 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 I say that from my own experience, but also even what happens here, it lives strong and even my own kids. Um, I have. And so one thing to parents, you mentioned this earlier, is seek to understand what's really going on in your kids' minds, because you might be thinking, hey, they look really capable and they need to go to college. I went to college, but you got to slow down a little bit and, you know, maybe find out why maybe they're a little anxious because I know a lot of young adults are anxious about school and have some empathy with what that anxiety looks like. You may not relate and you might not have the same anxieties, but you need to understand them. So ask them Uh, a really quick side story. My son, I played football and I, I I love watching him play football. He's amazing. And he doesn't want to play his senior year. And I'm really disappointed um, because I love watching him, right? And I have all my bleacher buddies. And, but as I was talking with him about why he didn't want to play when he told me that, um, I had to first let him know that that's fine. I totally am okay with that. But he told me, he said, dad, my anxiety is through the roof. I'm so anxious about disappointing my teammates and my coach, I just am sick all the time, and that was so helpful for me to understand. And um, I think we sometimes have to again slow down and understand why our kids might might be a little anxious. Anyway, I hope that made sense.
0: I so appreciate you for for being willing to. Wh- you didn't even know though. Uh, take the like the the brunt of the me brushing the dust off the interview skills in this moment because I. Forgot to ask a question. I ask a very pointed question, which is, do you see yourself as successful?
1: Oh, um, yeah, I actually do, and I know that sounds like maybe Vanny, It's not about the success we've had with this this new program, which I am so proud of. Humbly and confidently, if you can have both in the same breath, I'm, I feel successful that I overcame some of the hurdles that that I have had in in in, a, in academics, but also in life i mean i i had about seven years ago of depression that about knocked me off my tracks but i bounced back and those are the things obviously i look at my family and my kids and my wife i mean huge success right but it's overcoming some of those and they were they were some big hurdles um that that's why i claim confidently that yeah i feel successful
0: thank you for sharing that okay so before we wrap up if you could give, I know you just gave some really great advice for parents. Is there anything else that you would add in there? Maybe like an additional tip for parents who are navigating uh, a soon-to-be young adult or a young adult who is kind of in the midst of launching. What advice would you give?
1: Yeah, that's a great question. And I think the first thing that comes to mind is just be just be patient. It's It's obviously a different... A different course right now that and, and and life that these young adults are going through, and I felt my own frustration that one of my kids does not want to go to school, or they they they're acting like they want to go, but they really don't. I can tell. So be patient and uh, and then seek to understand maybe what are some of their barriers. They're not always the barriers that we think they are. And so in a very humble but in a loving way, find out what they are. It, it really may just be the fear of failure or the, uh, you just don't know. And as I work with these young men right now, some of the, the anxiety they have about school are not the things that you would expect. Um, it could be about just navigating through classes and, and, and finding your way around the campus. It's not always what you think it is. And so ask, ask them what their needs are and, um, and then just be patient if, if they're not going to go, because there's a lot of ways to still be happy and successful.
0: It's so true. Okay, so I know we talked about it earlier, like, hey, we're going to put the links and the contact information in the show notes. How can people connect with you?
1: Um, for those that know me, it's the same number I've always had, or they can email me at taylor at and I'm kind of the face and the head of, or the front man of, of the school, so um, all lines come straight to me.
0: Love it. Paul? Thanks for being on the podcast.
1: Thank you for inviting me on on your podcast.
0: That's it for this week's Success is Subjective episode. I want to thank my guests for joining me on this week and for being willing to share your journey. This podcast would not exist if it weren't for people such as yourself. Stay tuned for our next episode where you can bet it'll be another amazing human sharing their personal story with the world. Make sure you check out the show notes where you will find contact information, website details, and all social media for our guest. Also, put a face with a voice by accessing their interview on the newly formed successissubjective.org website. If you're interested in being a guest on the podcast, you can email me at Joanna, J-O-A-N-N-A at successissubjective.org. I would also be remiss if I didn't tell you to check out the collegealternative.org and lilyconsulting.com websites for additional resources outside of podcasting. If you're listening to the show on Apple Podcasts, please do me a favor and subscribe. And while you're at it, feel free to leave a review. You can also download to listen to the Success is Subjective podcast on any other podcast playing app such as Audible, Google, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Stitcher, and TuneIn. Last but not least, Success is Subjective is listener supported, made possible by me and by you. You can support this podcast by joining the Patreon community at patreon.com backslash success is subjective. Thank you for tuning in. And remember, there is no single path through life. Success is what you make it.